Hello and welcome to a very special podcast here at Rogue Opinions with myself, Reece Saunders. Uh, we are going to be, I I and two other people are going to be doing a Star Wars character ranking list, of course. Me, I'm a very big Star Wars fan. I do not have a shrine to Darth Vader at all in my living room. I did not spend 140 of my hard-earned pounds on a Darth Vader helmet. But joining me are two of the... Two other Star Wars aficionados in the Rogue Opinions group. It is Carl Pierce. Hello. And Scott McLeod. Hello, boys. How are you doing? Oh, Carl, I'm confused. What's happening here? I was brought here on the assumption we were doing one of our usual episodes of our hit show, Podney and Easy, and then all of a sudden this very angry Birmingham man is shouting at me. What's happening? Well, well, Reese, we finally got a hoe for our hoe train, uh, <laughs> but Reese was the best I could do, unfortunately. And we're going to stay a bunch of virgins, aren't we? <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> no, no. Um, we this has been in the pipeline since August of last year, uh, <laughs> and it's now. 2023 and we're finally doing it yay we're here we're here god damn it um no but we have 47 star wars characters that we're going to rank and we have five different categories to rank them in we have god tier we have decent we have meh we have pointless and the last category is burn um I, I, I think we're going to disagree on quite a lot of them. I don't know. I, I think we'll disagree on a few, but I, I, you know, we're all you know, we've all talked about Star Wars quite a lot um, between us, and I think um, I think there's I think we'll agree on more than we disagree personally. But who knows? I mean, I think people could get an insight into what the group chat was like when we were trying to find where the line is. To draw with people, because it's not just people from films, people from from uh, the animated shows, you know, expanded like TV shows and that. Uh, I, I imagine it's, it's it was at the same level of complication trying to figure out who does and doesn't go on this list is trying to figure out fucking Brexit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because no, I, I I wrote out the list and then uh, I think I left it. I think I had forty on there or something like that, and then I realised that we missed off quite a few, and then. I was given people from games and t- I said the animated show and stuff like that. And they're all in. Uh, yeah. um, I mean, we're, o- we're only doing major characters. So, <laughs> you know, don't start complaining to Liam that um, we've missed people out. Yeah. I don't care about some slave that Watto had that was green. Okay. Exactly. I don't care. If you have that complaint, then just go and, touch grass or something like that <laughs> go and <laughs> touch grass because you should at that point but no um so do we okay should we start off with a fairly a fairly easy one that i think we're all gonna agree on let's start with anakin skywalker okay okay uh, so scott you go you go first because uh, we did have to make an important distinction between Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader, and we we did uh, agree that we should judge them as two separate characters. If mm-hmm. I was if I was just judging Anakin on like episodes one and two, he'd definitely be burned. 
especially given what happens to him in episode three. He literally got burned. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, if you haven't watched all of the Star Wars when you listen to this, wait, wait, wait! What, what, what are we on about? What happens to him in the end of episode three? Bloody Al Scott, man! Read the oh, I didn't, see what kind of, I didn't see what kind of burn, as in he got dissed by Obi-Wan, he got a, that kind of burn. Definitely didn't <laughs> lose half his limbs. You'll be telling me he's actually Darth Vader next. Oh, this is going to be a tough road for you, Carl. <laughs> looking at the character in a more general sense, including like all three movies and like expanding his character and the more depth he got in the Clone Wars, I don't know if he's quite God here because... Again, his portrayal in episodes one and two was pretty dire. So I'm going to say decent. I mean, I know decent doesn't seem like the best compliment, but it's the second top tier, and I still think decent is is fitting enough for Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, uh, I tend to agree with Scott there. He, um, in the prequel trilogy, he wasn't shown in a great light. I don't think the acting and script helped him much, but he was salvaged and made a lot more interesting in the Clone Wars programs. So, uh, yeah, I'd go for decent as well. Because uh, you, you can argue some of his best scenes from Episode 3 were technically at the point where he crossed that line from Anakin over mm, to, to Vader. Yeah. I I, I can't disagree. Um, I Biasy aside, because of how much I like what he becomes, I mm-hmm. did have him initially in God Tier, but at the lower end of God Tier. But then, but then as you say, episode one and two, one is very annoying and small. Number two, he's scared of sand. <laughs> and then number, but then number three, he, he he does redeem himself. But the Clone Wars makes him Clone Wars. What made me put him in the the, the bottom end of God mode? But yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I put him in decent. So uh, Hanukkah Skywalker is decent. See, we're agreeing uh, already. You were you were yeah, worried yeah. that you wouldn't agree. It, I, it's, it's, it's the first one. I thought we were going to start with Captain Kirk, to be honest. But... <laughs> Aww, number, number two is Spock. So... <laughs> burn, well, burn. Um, <laughs> carrying on with the Skywalker family, let's start, let's go to Luke. Obviously, in the, the main protagonist of four, five, and six, the, the first three films that were made. I've got Luke in meh. Oh, really? Film Luke is very meh, very mid. He doesn't, he's very, I don't know, he just, he's not very sympathetic to get behind because you are supposed to get behind Luke Skywalker's his all almighty hero and he's this incredible person, but he's quite bland and boring. But his, um, that, that, the scene in The Mandalorian when he turns up is, is incredible. Mm. So I'd, I'd, I'd have him the top t- the top part of me. Oh. Who's going next? Uh, I'll go next. Oh. Initially, I was actually going to say God tier, but I do agree that maybe at least a New Hope look is a bit bland. But I think he's meant to be kind of our introduction point. Like he, I'm asking questions to Obi Wan is how the audience first gets to know about what the Jedi and the Force and all of that is meant to be about. Uh, and then also you got that really badass scene in uh, Mandalorian, and then also he pops up in Book of Boba Fett being the world's worst teacher. And and then I think when I think about it, I, I then suddenly realise that oh, we also need to take into account when he was Groot's old look in uh, 
The Last Jedi, which maybe brings them down a bit. I'd either say bottom half a decent or maybe agree. I'd be willing at a push to Ben Watt to agree with you, Reese, about top half of Meb, but a push, given those, everything he had to take into account, the films he's appeared in, I'd maybe bring him down from God tier to decent. Okay. Yeah, uh, I would say decent. Um, I mean, I'm a big fan of the original um, trilogy, like you guys. I thought I think he has quite a good um, showing in um, Empire Strikes Back. You know, goes toe to toe with Vader and, and and whatnot, and finally defeats Vader in um, Return of the Jedi. Uh, although he's a bit crappy when he's getting lightning to death, but you know we'll gloss over that. And yeah, as you say, his appearance in Mando was was great. That was one of the best moments in television for a long time for me. But as Scott also pointed out, he does seem to be a bit of a shit teacher. One student turned evil, the other one went back to Mando. Um, <laughs> And he is a bit whiny. He is a bit um, hard to get behind in the first film. But, uh, yeah, he is the main... He is, well, the original trilogy is the main protagonist. And I don't... I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate him enough to put him in there, but I don't like him enough to put him in God. So he's, uh, yeah, decent for me. Okay, so you both, you both say decent. So are we saying he's on par with Anakin Skywalker, then? Well, like father, like son, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, th- there is one rule uh, that we've we've all got one do over. So we basically, so if one of us if very feels very strongly about a character, we can put that character in a category. And the other the other two can't disagree, but we only get one. Um, I'm not going to use mine on Luke Skywalker because I don't really care about him that much. So I- I'll I'll go with you too. I'll put him in decent then. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Look at us being right. diplomatic. We're like the Senate during the prequels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not angry. Um, <laughs> talking. Okay, so talking about his teachings, let's go to Kylo Ren. Of course, Ben Solo, oh. the main, um, but the main villain, so to speak, in the new trilogy that came out. Uh, Carl. I'll start with you for your your ranking of Kylo Ren. Right. Well, I'm going to have to go for Meh for Kylo Ren. Um, I mean, originally I thought his costume was quite cool and and whatnot, but that's not enough to sort of save him. I mean, he's meant to be this um, sort of Sith or or whatever he is. He's been training for a long uh, a long time. He's got his own little group, and yet he's you know. Handily held by um, um, what's that stormtrooper's name? He turns to yeah, to Finn. a good Finn. Yeah, he's handily um, not beaten, but Finn holds his own with someone who's a lot more experienced and skilled than him, and he's pretty much beaten by Ray when he gets when he deals with Ray, who's. Um, nowhere near as experienced as him either. So how good can he actually be? And he's, you know, he is quite whiny at times and um, seems to flip between good and bad quite more than the big show. So... (laughs) 
And they decide, and he's obviously decided he looked so sort of um, rubbish about his helmet that they had to rebuild his helmet for the third film to make him look a little bit scary again. So yeah, he's he's meh for me. I can't disagree. I, I cannot disagree. He's the the promise that's behind it. When you see the trailer, you see him go, "Oh, okay, this is like." It's like, oh, it's, it's Vader. Like, oh, it could be like a Vader esque villain. Mm. And it's Darth Vader ordered from Wish.com. <laughs> yes. Just, he's so boring and, and very whiny and also pretty shit as a duelist. Mm. Um, I, you, you touched on it, the fact that he got outclassed by Finn, who had never held a lightsaber, and Ray, who oh, we'll get to her later. But, um. Yeah, I I don't think he could be any higher than Meh. Even when he turns at the end of episode nine, he doesn't go any higher than Meh for me. I mean, I, I can't argue more than against the points you guys have made about Calvin. He's a firmly Meh character for me as well. Like his introduction into uh, this episode seven, like was his peak. I think probably because he held had the helmet on for uh, for most of the film that made him look somewhat menacing. You know, I remember everyone buzzing. One of the biggest points of the trailer for the first movie and the sequel trilogy that everyone was buzzing about was the initial reveal of his lightsaber. And, you know, from then onwards, yeah, he's just a whiny little... Like, he was everything a lot of people moaned about the whininess of Anakin Skywalker in the prequels, but somehow worse. And he... He basically tried to be like Vader, and even characters in the film were basically calling him, basically calling him a shit Darth Vader. He kills his own master to seemingly take the main role as the top villain of this trilogy. And then right at the start of the next movie, they bring Palpatine back just because they realised, we can't have this dickhead be our main villain. Oh, that, that, that is the worst thing that somehow Palpatine returned. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that hurts really bad just to hear that that line every time I see it. But, um, no. So we've got our first meh as Kylo Ren. Um, let's stay with the, the dark side as we, as we move on to Darth Maul. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I have some strong opinions about this. Darth Maul is God. Yes. Purely for that. Okay. Yeah, in episode one, he's not really seen much. He has a fantastic lightsaber, incredible battle with, uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, but the Clone Wars, uh, mm. just made him incredible. Oh, um, Darth Maul is God mode. 100, 110% here. He's my favourite character in the entire Star Wars saga, and I have, I make no apologies about it. The Clone Wars, like you said, he's he's awesome in that. He's like Takeover of Mandalore. Uh, he pops up in Rebels, trying to manipulate Ezra Bridger. He's great there. He had the closure there, finally, between him and Obi-Wan. And apparently, I found out, now when he makes that random cameo in Solo, and that one scene, he says more lines of dialogue in that one scene than he does in the entirety of Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I, no surprise, but the fact that I, I, I didn't know until a couple of weeks ago that he was Peter Serafinovich, that is the voice of uh, Darth Maul in the, uh, obviously, the, the first film. But, um, yeah, I just, the, the arc with Ahsoka... Um, it is just brilliant. 
and I, I can't I can't put him anywhere lower than God call. Uh, yeah, can't disagree with you, Pat. After all, he's a hundred percent God tier. He's one of my favourite characters. He's great in. Um, he's probably the only good thing in uh, the Phantom Menace. Um, I think the fact that he doesn't say a lot probably adds to his character, actually. In 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 that, it's a bit really works for him. But you know, there's very few things in cinema that um, can rival the moment when it's revealed he has a double-edged lightsaber. I mean, that's just one of the coolest things ever. And it's one of the best lightsaber battles ever. And as you pointed out, um, Scott, um, his duels with Ahsoka are awesome as well. And, uh, yeah, it was a great decision to bring him back, and it worked terrifically for the Clone Wars and, and other things. So, yeah, it's you know, he's... he's Got to it without a shadow of a doubt. I'm glad you guys agree because I was worried I'd have to use my do-over on this one. <laughs> I'm glad about that. Uh, Rich, are you aware of this one? I mentioned this to Carl. He didn't know about it. But talking about these duels with Ahsoka, now that in the, the second last episode of Clone Wars, where they do that battle in, on Mandalore, him and Ahsoka, they did that using motion capture for the two, for uh, doing a fight. They had some stunt woman doing Ahsoka's part and they brought Ray Park back to do Darth Maul. Yes. And I remember when I found that out and then I watched the scene and the way he moves about, you're like, yeah, that's totally Ray Park. I've seen, obviously, Ray Park when he's at like Comic-Cons or some conventions like that. You see him, he actively does it. He, someone gave him uh, a double-edged lightsaber and he started doing all the stunts and all the jumping around that you see in The Phantom Menace. And it, yeah, he's incredible. He seems like yeah. a lovely guy as well because he... Also, I think he heard that people didn't like Phantom Menace, but I don't think he realizes that he's one of the best things in it because you know, he, he comes to a convention, he gets a big response. He even said, "Like I thought, everyone hated me." And also, the best thing in X Men, you know, that Toad character. Mm. He's incredible. <laughs> it, it, no, it's, it just doesn't get the recognition he deserves, and it, it's a shame. But then, mm. no, he doesn't get the recognition because he's a bigger audience. He wasn't even an actor. He was just hired because he's uh, a really great martial artist who could um, wield the double-edged lightsaber how George Lucas envisioned. Mm, he was incredible. Ryan, uh, next one. Uh, let's move... We're going to move away some some of the major characters now. We're just going to stop some some of the smaller ones. So let's start with, from Mandalorian, uh, Moff Gideon. Obviously played by the incredible um I have forgotten his name and it that's really bad. Carlos Esposito, is it? Yeah, Giancarlo. Giancarlo Esposito, yeah. Incredible that's obviously as um Gus Fring in breaking bad and better call Saul. Incredible in this. Um but I'm gonna put him I'm gonna put him in meh purely for the fact is we don't see enough of him. Mm, I think that's a poor reason to put him in there. I mean, he's decent the virgin on God tier for me. I think he's a great villain. Um, he's just so bad and charismatic. And he always seems to be he always good at playing these villains that always seem to be so confident and super in control of the situation. Intense. Yeah, which he always which he is up until the point that Mando defeats him and takes the um dark saber off him and that's just you know cooler cool enough as it is that he's managed to obtain the dark saber and he's wielding that like a badass 
So mm. yeah, he's 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 at the very top end of decent for me. Yeah, I, I think he'd be the top end of decent. I think he'd be the top end of decent for me because, like me and Carl talked about, how great of a villain he is without having to do much. And now, even when he was defeated by Mando, he seemingly still was in control because he knows what that would mean for Bo-Katan to see Mando wielding the dark saber. Uh, but I, I was tempted to put him in God tier because I love him as a villain. But I worry that at some point during this, that God tier will get too crowded and that the that will wrap that kind of will lose all meaning. So I think. Do you think we should have a should we have a good tier? Because decent doesn't sound good enough for for some right for some characters, it. does it? I know that might fuck things up a bit. But mm-hmm. it has it has you asked that we've got to write it out. You don't have to. You don't have to. I'm only making a suggestion. No, I think I agree. I think I think decent. It's uh, uh, okay. We'll go great. Okay. So we get changed. So we go, we, is, it, is this a new character yeah, or are we just changing the name? No, we're we'll no, changing new character. Yeah. So decent is now great. Okay. So yeah, um, top ended great for me. Yeah, I feel like I'm being a bit harsh because the fact is that. I, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I, I feel like I'm a bit harsh by saying it. I just wish we got more of him. I wish we got just some more because he's that intense. He's that great to mm. see, and he just when he's on the screen, he just he commands uh, your presence, and he's incredible. I mean, he might be one of those though that benefits from you know less is more. I mean, mm. I think you know, look at Hannibal Lecter, only 15 minutes of screen time. I think Darth Vader in the original film only has 20 odd minutes, if that, of screen time by all accounts. So, uh, I think you get, I think you get more from not seeing them as much, if that, if that makes sense. And their presence is always felt throughout the film, even when they're not on screen. No, I, I, I can't. Uh, um, staying with the Mandalorian. Um, this is a hard one for me, but Cara Dune. Now let's put a. We can we are we able to put aside the actress's personal beliefs, or is that going to be tied into one with this character? I, I, I can I can put those aside because as good as she was in like some of the fight scenes, and they were wanting to put make her the central character of a new show. I would actually put her maybe or even as far as didn't add much because. You know, we saw some Mando in uh, Book of Boba Fett, and then we're going to see him again. And uh, I don't think she's also not going to be in season three. But honestly, don't know how much her not being there is going to impact the show. Probably not much, but I would say man, not didn't add much. I mean, she does save. Is it Grogu or Mando from being snipered to death in in one scene, and she does help. Mando in some sticky situations. I mean, I don't think that, but at the same time, I don't think you'll miss her and not being in season three. But I do think she plays a part, even if she isn't the greatest character in the world. So I would say meh, personally. I'm going to agree with Carl. I think she's a lower end of meh, but then she does, she's, she's involved in some major bits in The Mandalorian. I think if she was just in there for a couple, say two, three episodes, then I, I, I'd agree more with Scott. But the fact she's there for the majority of season two um, means I, I've got to put her uh, in meh. Stay with The Mandalorian again. Um, I think we're going to be very unanimous when we put this character. Grogu, he's God mode. M- mainly for the fact that if I don't put him in God mode, my girlfriend breaks up with me. 
<laughs> see, see, this, see, even if we wanted to, if we wanted to be shit houses, me and Kirk could technically disagree with you, which means see unanimously would be against you, and you could say your girlfriend, listen, I tried, it's not my fault these two are bastards, but again, that would be it, dishonest of me because he's definitely God mode. Yeah, no, no question. He's cute, adorable, he's got powers, and yeah, just amazing. Um, the fact that this is how important Grogu is to like my my, my think of it. My uh, tree topper for cr- my Christmas tree topper was Grogu, <laughs> to bring in a red bauble that was a frog egg. I think that is one of the best things ever when he, he eats the frog eggs. <laughs> it's so um, funny. <laughs> so when, he, when he's jumping around with Luke, and also when he's. He, he's just he's just incredible he's the best thing about the mandalorian i don't think the mandalorian would have the the viewership it has and the the steam it gets now if it wasn't for grogu no probably not to be fair we'll, we, we're gonna do we'll do it as a package so we've got grogu let's do mando oh, mando's got tier as well it has to be is like just introducing this like unknown Characters, everybody knows what kind of a Mandalorian necessarily is. Everyone recognizes the armor and everything, but he kind of goes through his own kind of arc as well. A lot of it's centered around Grogu and everything, so the kind of arc package deal in a lot of ways. And so Grogu is kind of integral to his like, character development. And also, even though there were a few times during the first season he did get his ass kicked, he's still one of the best like badasses in Star Wars and like. It just goes to show how effective he is as a character that, you know, people were kind of like, ah, pick a bullfight, it's, it's all right. But literally, as soon as he showed up and everyone stood up and they're like, okay, now shit's going down. Yeah, I mean, let, let's suppose the Book of Boba Fett was Mando 2.5. <laughs> I think <laughs> even invented as much. It, yeah. it was the Mando 2.5. Um, I, I can't disagree with Scott. Mando, Mando is just incredible. He's a... Uh, he is just—he's incredible. He is the way he looks after Grogu, the, what he sacrificed as well to look after Grogu, the story arc as well with the dark saber, and the fact that he's no longer technically a Mandalorian. I'm looking forward to see how that plays out in season three, Carl. Yeah, no, no disagreement for everything you two said. He's definitely got to. It's just awesome. Yeah, I'm proud of us. <laughs> There's real growth. Right. So, uh, next one that I'm going to do. Let, let's should we shoot? Do, do you want to stay with film? Do you want to stay with TV shows, or do you want to go to films back? It depends. How many more do TV players have we got? I've got quite a few TV to be honest with you. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll stick with TV and that. We'll go with Cassian Andor. Um, I'm going to nominate Burn because I think he's fucking irritating and I don't like him. He was Burn. annoying in Ro- he was annoying in Rogue One, and he's annoying in Andor. People seem to love this Andor program, and I just don't get it. I just find it so boring, and I couldn't agree with Reese more. Yeah, but well, if people out there are sick of us agreeing with each other, then they're going to not like this because I see <laughs> Burn as well. I've still not finished Andor. I keep putting it off as much as possible. I I could kind of take or leave him. For most of Rogue One, when I was watching, even though Rogue One is one of my favorite of the entire Star Wars like films, well, of all the Star Wars films, but he is not one of the reasons I love it. He's very far, 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 far down the list of things I like about mm. that film. And then when it arose announced, I was like, 
And they said, oh, we're doing two seasons of the show about Cassie and Andrew. I'm like, who asked for this? No I one. mean, and in my opinion, the only re- he doesn't not assassinate... Um, what's his name? Uh, 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 so, yeah, at the goodness of his heart, he's thinking, Gina so is never going to shag me if I kill her dad. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what's really going through his mind. He doesn't get a shagger anyway. They both get blown up. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Okay, should we do the person who wanted a shag? Jin Erso, then. We're, of course, Rogue One probably is my best, it probably is my favourite non-Star Wars film. Yeah, it, I think it's um, pretty. I think it's really good. It's, it's brilliant. And also, just for the, that that cameo at the end. Oh, um, mm. uh, so main protagonist of the of the film. Um, dad builds a Death Star, goes to find the dad. Dad gets killed. She steals the plans for the Death Star, and she gets killed at the end. Um, I I think she's decent though. Mm-hmm. I think she's a very decent character. I wouldn't say she she's nowhere near God tier or anything like that, but she's I'm sorry, not decent. Great, so great. Uh, she's low end of great towards top of meth for me, but um, yeah, I, 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 I'm putting her in great slash meh sort of thing. Am I allowed to put her in God tier because I fancy the actress who plays her? No, no, oh, then it's if, uh, if, yeah, if, <laughs> actual two over. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna waste it on. on on her but um no yeah i, I agree with reese i think she's um i think she's a decent enough character without being sort of amazingly great i mean you're not going to use your do-over but i imagine carol Selma Hayek was playing this character you'd be using your do-over in a fucking second <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong so uh, we're, we're putting her in, in great then i mean i i'm i yeah, great, I think, because, you know, I've been willing, depending on how you guys felt, to put her in May, because I know she's not for everyone, but I still think she's one of the better, more well-rounded characters than most of the others, especially fucking Andor in that movie. He's the one also you have to follow as the main protagonist. She is, I, I believe, like, what they wanted Rey to be. Like, she's a strong female lead in Star Wars that they wanted mm. Rey to be just... The one thing is they took away the force from her character and they suddenly realized you took away a lot of the flaws that you have with Rey. See, I'd happily follow a trilogy with fucking Jen Erso as the main character of the one with Rey. Oh, fucking Rey. Um, right, let's go to Boba Fett. Um, great. Yeah, I would say great. I mean, it would have been good to hear, but I think they ruined him a little bit in uh, Book of Bubba Fett, ironically enough. And if they kept him a bit more badass, perhaps, you know, I'd be tempted to stick him in God tier, but yeah. Um, but that it, that program just did him no favours, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, there's some cool stuff in Book of Bubba for like, getting to see him just blow it, destroy those guys with the spear bikes and his ship and he's escaped from the Sarlacc pit and everything. But then there were some other one things in that show I really didn't uh, appreciate. So, like, I know a lot of people still see his god to even without Book of Boa thing. I haven't just in Mando and the original trilogy. I think he's still just great because, you know, 
I think a lot of stuff that would make him go out to years and like books and all that shit that doesn't really count as canon. So for now, I just say keep him in, in great tier. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, he's always been seen as this great, great character, and you, you can sort of see why, even from the original trilogy. But he only has very brief moments in the original trilogy, doesn't he? Doesn't he only do a, a hell of a lot? No, he uh, just, he just, he just screams as he falls down. And beats mm. <laughs> it's, it's so, we- so weird how he dies, or well, we thought he died, and now uh, Return of the Jedi because they did a documentary in the lead up to. Big and Boa Fett talking about how they saw how popular he was getting, and they said oh, they first saw his popularity after Empire, and he still wrote him off in the worst way possible. Like, come on, George, I fucking would like to think you're better than this. <laughs> no, I, I don't, don't, don't. Oh, George Lucas and his writing, fucking hell. He's a genius, but he's shite at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so let, let, okay, so stay, we'll, we'll stay with Buck and Boba Fett. Then I've got two characters. We'll do back to back. We'll start with his sidekick in Buck and Boba Fett, Fennec Shand. Um, meh for me, very meh. Oh, I'm not having that. I reckon she's great. Uh, I think she's a great character. She's uh, really, really cool and badass. And I think she was a bit more of what you would hope Boba Fett would be in the book of Boba Fett because she sort of keeps this sort of badassery and I like the way she, at the end she kills that um, those uh, drug syndicate aliens um, and, yeah and in the um, animation series as well when she pops up she's been pretty cool and badass too so and Ming Na Wen's the best, so you know <laughs> it's great for me. I think easily with decent enough writing, you can turn her into whatever you wanted Karajin to be. You know, in terms of like the main like female character of this little like TV universe they've got going, and you know, still a character we don't know entirely a lot about. We know she's been around for a fair bit because she was also in Bad Batch, so she's someone you kind of want to learn a bit more about. And I think we talk about Mystique as certain characters. I think that's what makes Fennec Shan so good as a character. I'd say lower end of lower end of great. Okay, I I will I I, I will not stand in your way. It's a democracy, two against one. Just that. Oh, this shows how much I've grown, Carl. Do you remember when we used to have democracies? Oh no, yeah, <laughs> dictatorship democracies. I'm just I'm just really um, intrigued to see when you'll break out your do over. See, like, you see, it's a democracy. Yes, it's a democracy. Being called democratic, they just say decision, and Reese goes along with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you, you know, you, I have to. Um, I don't want to, but I kind of feels kind of feels like the WWE, like Reese is Vince McMahon <laughs> forcing his way back in. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! <laughs> All my people be consensual. Nah. <laughs> He doesn't have the money to pay someone off. <laughs> no. Uh, right. He gave, me fi- he gave me 50 quid to keep quiet. Whoops. <laughs> You're going to need to get that 50 quid back then. <laughs> Give it to Liam. <laughs> <laughs> um, right then. So well, let's go with the main villain of um, 
the book of Boba Fett, Cad Bane. Of course, he's been in um, Clone. Uh, sorry, yeah, he's been in the Clone Wars as well. Bounty Hunter. He's blue. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Had to, had to. Right, so going with that, Scott, where would you put Cad Bane? Cad Bane for me, and it might seem out there. I say God tier because you know the Clone Wars. Just as it started to really get going for me, was at the start of second of the second season when they started doing like multi episode arcs, and he was at the center of one of their first good ones where he was trying to steal the the holocron from the Jedi Temple to expose the list of force sensitive children and just whenever he, he popped back up you knew something was about to go down and then just obviously the reveal of him returning and making his debut in live action and the uh, book of Boba Fett like just set everyone like just made everyone lose their shit he looked amazing like how accurate he was uh, from his animation character part then he pops up and you know bad you can tell he's a bad he, he handily beat one of the no, genetically enhanced clones and hand-to-hand combat just quite easily, and then also holds his own with Fennec, people like Fennec Shand, and easily, easily is able to like go up against like Jedi's, which he has done several times through the Clone Wars. So, just for being about her and having no real like special abilities, the fact that he's able to go up against such like powerful characters uh, and like hold his own makes him god tier, in my opinion. I can't have him over Anakin Skywalker. I'm, I'm in agreement with Scott. I think he's just a cool character. I love the whole sort of cowboy aesthetic with the Stretson. Um, he's, yeah, he's completely badass. And, um, yeah, just awesome. So you're telling me he's a better character than Luke Skywalker and Anakin Skywalker? Yeah. And Moff Gideon. And Moff Gideon. It doesn't weigh as much as Anakin Possibly. Skywalker and Luke Skywalker. Uh, oh, it's just gonna be it. It's just gonna be it. <laughs> he's good. I find him annoying. Um, because he's so what's annoying about him, but is he because because he's so good at being annoying. <laughs> um, no, fuck yeah, I, 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 I disagree, but it's not enough for me to go... I can see your points. He's incredible in the Book of Boba Fett, don't get me wrong, but I just... I, I'm not... He's, he he doesn't mean more to me than to use my... The, obviously, the duo that we have, so Cad Bane goes in God mode. Fair enough. Um, right, let, let's go back to some... Let's go back to the films. Um, we're going to go to droids now. Um, R2-D2... God. God. That's it. No, it's just hard to do. He's cool. He does yeah. so much. He's always saving the day. And even though you don't know what he's saying, it, you know, it, he gives a fuck. He's R2-D2. He's got to... Yeah, yeah I, I can't disagree with God. I mean, it's hard to think of like the either any of the trilogies would be like without R2 involved in them. Like, he's, he's become such an integral part of the whole saga. Yeah, and also Cleveland played him in the Family Guy thing, so it's just incredible. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and and also he gave uh, C-3PO weed, so just it's incredible. Um, that's in the Family Guy thing as well, not in the actual film. So. <laughs> um, 
Okay, then, then we go to the opposite end, BB-8. Nah. Maybe. Uh, I'd say great. I think BB-8's a cool robot. That is what he's saddled with Ray, is it? So... Uh, <laughs> He's, he's the best thing about. This, uh, the, yeah, I love him. I wouldn't put him, up, you know, I wouldn't put him on the path of R two D two, but he's definitely, he's definitely great. Yeah, I agree with Carl. He's great. He's great. And then, uh, then we go to C three PO, Scott. Mm. It's weird because like, I don't think he's god tier. I think he's maybe just below, maybe somewhere in the middle of uh, of great. Because you know it's hard to think of him without thinking of R two or vice versa. I don't think they're on the same like uh, levels because he does just moan a lot, whereas R two actually does stuff that's useful. Yeah, so you're putting me great. Yeah, uh, push. I can only put him in great. That's the highest I can go. Paul. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would say, I would say great. He's uh, he is a bit whiny at times but you know that's the, where the comedy of his character comes from and you know they're like the double act of the Star Wars style go aren't they R2-D2 and C-3PO they sort of complement each other because they're so different so you, you, you kind of you know can't have one without the other almost so he does have uses here and there so uh, yeah we'll put him in great lower yeah. under great but yeah, I can't. I can't disagree with you both. You know, it's with we you can't need to three PO to know what R two D two say, and also um, he's very vital in the last film because he can read Sith and all that. But you know, um, let's go to uh, Leia, Princess Leia. Um, she's God mode for me. Um, she's she's a badass. She's more badass than Luke. I and mm. in the the original three, and also the little girl that plays her in Obi Wan Kenobi is absolutely incredible, and she played that character to a T. Yeah. would be proud. So <laughs> for me, Leia is God. Scott. Uh, yeah, because like, I do like her kind of badass. She, she comes off in the, the original trilogy because like she's the one being saved, but she's the one who finds finds a way out from through the garbage shit. Uh, and this may be a bold statement, but the wee girl who plays her in uh, Kenobi is bet did a better job of the character than anything Carrie Fisher did when she came back to the sequel trilogy. Because in those films, those films, she was kind of just there, and the other she had that weird scene where she. Was Superman flying through space? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that was a bit far fetched, but yeah, she was amazing. I, I can't, I, I can't disagree with, with that actually. Yeah, well, I, I agree with both of you two. Awesome character. I know she should have should have died in the vacuum of space within mere seconds, but you know, other than that. Mm. Mike, it's interesting that we've got Leia over Luke today. I, I'm shocked with you more than that, Carl. Why? Because you like Luke Skywalker, don't you? Well, 
Yeah, I do, but doesn't mean I have to put him in God tier or, or anything. No, no, I'm not, no, I'm not saying this. Just I, I generally thought you'd prefer Luke over there. So that's uh, yeah. Um, I just don't think they could pull off that gold bikini, personally. <laughs> and I'm glad we never got to see him try. <laughs> I guarantee he did. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee it's a picture going round of uh, of of that. Uh, um, let's go to. Uh, I think this is one we may disagree on, Padme. Of course, the wife of Anakin Skywalker, mother to Luke and Leia, um, Senator of Naboo. I, I, I think she's fucking pointless. I, 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 she's very important in Star Wars, but she just, I, I don't like her. She, for me, she's, I'm not, I, I'm tempted to put Reburn, to be honest with you. I'm, I mean, I, go on, Scott. I am currently on meh for Padme because I know, like you said, she has an importance to the overall story. Like it's to protect her that Anakin ultimately chooses to join the dark side, and like their relationship is meant to be important. I mean, I'm trying not to let the acting thing cloud my judgment, but the lack of chemistry between Matt, Natalie Portman and Christensen really hinders my investment in their story. But it's also good the fact that she's like an important like senator and at one point queen she's still willing to like fight and not like be the dance on distress and everything. But I think there are better female characters in Star Wars than her, so I'm pretty much putting her in the middle and just saying meh. Yeah, I, I would say meh. I mean, I don't think she's a fantastic character, but I don't hate her that much either. And she does birth our two sort of protagonists for the uh, original trilogy so you can't say she's completely pointless so i, I would say meh mm. I, I i think i was more mm. with scott the fact that the acting was just fucking woeful from her and also the lack of chemistry between them you can tell clone wars she's not that bad yeah she's I mean, not somehow, that bad but somehow, i, I just, somehow the voice some of the voice actors who did Padme and Anakin for Clone Wars had more chemistry than Hayden and uh, Natalie Portman. And you, you got to know that they were being paid less than a fucking fraction of what those two <laughs> probably made for that trilogy. So, Padme in meh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was going to probably didn't add much, but then, as Carl said, she, she birthed the fucking two, <laughs> the two I mean, male I, characters. I would have been willing to put her down to... They didn't add much because I know you said burn initially and we said mess, so that would be like a happy like middle ground, but I'm I don't know, I'm happy keeper mayor if you guys want to. I mean no, I'm sticking with meh, but you know, I'm not gonna argue if you want to put a die in a peg. I'll put her in Met purely for her character's importance. And what mm-hmm. she the importance of the what she does for the, the last sorry, the four, five, and six, but if we're judging it purely off one, two, three, she would be in burn. I think she, I, I don't think she's worse than Cassian Andor, but she's nearly there. Um, right, Jar Jar Binks. Carl, yeah, he's just the best thing in Star Wars, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> I mean, is it like a super god tier? We can put him there. The super Saiyan tier. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I've taken the pest, burn him. 
He's just completely pointless. He's the most annoying character of all time or thereabouts. But, you know, he could, he's a, easily the worst thing about The Phantom Menace, and that's saying something because there's a lot of bad things about that film. So, yeah, burn him. I, maybe I'm being, being generous. I, put, I was going to put him in, didn't add much because... Yeah, he's annoying, but you know George Lucas had this whole vision apparently for Jar, especially for Phantom Menace, that he was this integral part of the story. But when you really watch him, especially on that first one, like he does not add a single thing to that movie. He tells them where the Gungans are. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they go to the Gungans and no, they get told, a... and they go to the Gungans just so they can tell him, "Fucking you keep Jar Jar," and then the rest of the plot continues as it probably would have anyway. <laughs> I mean. He's the main reason that um, Chief Palpatine becomes Emperor Palpatine because of his um, yep. bungling and buffoonery. <laughs> yeah. I-, I love the theory that he's actually a Sith. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's incredible. Like, the theory that he's the Sith. And a part of me wants to see it. But then... They need to do... You need to do like a what if version of Star like they did for Marvel, like <laughs> Star Wars what if. <laughs> George, what if Anakin Skywalker liked sand? <laughs> what if Jar Jar Binks was a Sith? Um, what if Jabba the Hutt could walk or something like that? Some sh- silly ones like that. What if Snoke was actually important? Um, what, if, what, if Luke, what if Luke put on the bikini? <laughs> oh. No, let's not, let's not talk about that, please, because it's strange, strange feelings. But no, um, so yeah. <laughs> that's where we can see him. Judge <laughs> our Binks in Bird. He's so yeah. fucking pointless. Um, right, uh, next one. Um, uh, let's 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 go with the mother of Anakin Skywalker, Shmi. Why burn? <laughs> she makes her story is basically Anakin is technically space Jesus. Because one day she's pregnant, the next day she's not. Like one day she's not pregnant, and suddenly she is. And then she's just there to look all sad and have long, pro, long conversation with Jar- with uh, Qui Gon Jinn that don't go anywhere. And then she's dead. And the second one, just so Anakin could go mental and kill a bunch of. Of Tuscan Raiders. Carl? She's, she's pointless. Yeah, she's a bit rubbish. I mean, if Anakin was birthed by the midi chlorans themselves, it, it could have been anybody that could have been the vessel. So, uh, yeah. Didn't add much. Are we pointing her, point her there? Well, you can do then, yeah. If you want, yeah. Okay, so Shmi is there. I mean... T- what sort of name is Shmi, anyway? I mean, what kind of name is fucking Qui Gon? <laughs> Let's not go into this. <laughs> we could be here for another hour talking about <laughs> bloody names. <laughs> um, shall we do our special category? Actually, should we just get it over and done with? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have yeah. we have the category that is appropriate to this character, um, badass motherfucker, <laughs> and it belongs to Mace Windu because without Samuel L. Jackson. There is no purple lightsabers. No. Nope. And he just adds a bit of cool factor to the 
franchise as well because it's Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. It, it was yeah. a shame that shame that you just had him and the other kind was just sitting there in a council room for most episode one when they were there, but then you get to see him yeah, with the proper lightsaber and episode two just casually like I don't care if his son's watching him to cut this man's head off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I've I've seen the video of him asking George Lucas for the, the purple lightsaber and look George Lucas just he looks so intimidated by Samuel L. Jackson so he has to say yes, you'll get it. <laughs> But um, the best thing was, I was watching him on Graham Norton, and obviously they were talking about um, Star Wars. On on his on his lightsaber is the word "motherfucker" engraved. <laughs> so Samuel L. Jackson has a motherfucking lightsaber. So. <laughs> I mean, this is the question that you know I think we 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 should ask now. I'll ask you both: Who would win, Prime Darth Vader or Mace Windu? Mm, I think I think Prime Vader would win, but it'd be yeah. a hell of a battle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd say Vader. I'd, I'd say Vader. I mean, to just yeah, the, it, it would be very close, and I'd love to see it happen, but uh, I, mm. I don't think I I don't think we'd ever 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 get to see that happen, apart from in an animated show. Uh, right, uh, let's go on to Yoda. Um, now, I have conflicting things about Yoda. Number five and number six, he's fucking irritating. <laughs> I, I, I actively want him to die. I find him really, really annoying. Episode one, he's not that bad. Episode two has probably one of the best lightsaber duels with Cam Nuku. And then episode three does it again with Palpatine. Um, it, I... I and then, but then he, he he ruins it by being in number eight. And he's annoying little twat again. <laughs> so I mean, for me, just because he's so fucking annoying, he's not in god mode, but he's in great mode just for number two and number three. I mean, I've got I've got to go for God tier for Yoda to be honest. Uh, yeah, he might he is slightly annoying at times in the. Empire Strikes Back and whatnot, but he he gets these great moments. He's saying in the prequel trilogy, and he's he's pretty great in um, Clone Wars and all that as well. He's just such an iconic character, and um, you know if Grogu's got tier, then I think Yoda has to be as well. You know, you can tell he's a little shit because we've seen other characters sort of like him, and they don't talk the way he does. So either he's got a speech impediment. Or he's just being a little shit. <laughs> and my, my vote is probably the last thing, but... Don't be disability to this. I don't care. He's a little shit. I fucking hate him. <laughs> and he walks to a key and he's got the speech problem. He probably gets a disabled parking spot outside the Jedi <laughs> Temple. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps there's an... I mean, he is like 800-odd, so perhaps, you know, perhaps it's just an old age thing. <laughs> yeah, but Yaddle can talk properly. Yeah, we don't yeah. know how old Yaddle is. No, she's dead but you know well we don't know how old uh, she was semantics <laughs> but yeah he's definitely got to I mean the, just the noises he made when he was flipping around and that fight with Dooku is it's one of my favourite uh, oh, and, fights and the endless impressions we get because of the way he talks I mean god dear he is <laughs> uh, 
Oh, just for that, I'm using my do-over and I'm pointing <laughs> him right. No, no! Oh, <laughs> oh come on. I don't like him, though. <laughs> oh, Race, how could you? How I can you use it? He's annoying. <laughs> Fuck's sake, fine. I put me God mode. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, we've still got the three characters go, unless you use your do over here, you can use your do over if you want to. No, or you no. Would, but just know we would judge you. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, right, let, I, just let, let's have some balance and normality in here. Um, let's go with my character that I want to burn, and this is the do over. If you two disagree with it, right. Uh, being that bad, don't mind putting her in burn, to be honest. It would be, um, what's the one above that? Didn't add much. Mm. Uh, the best. I mean, I mean I'm like, okay, I know she's supposed to be the central protagonist of the sequel trilogy, but the sequel trilogy, well, apart from the first one, pretty much sucks. And her character's all over the place. The lore of her character is all over the place. Um, how can she be as good as Kylo Ren with a lightsaber when she's never used one before? And it's all bollocks. I mean, it'd still be a damn indictment if you put her in Dent Ahmed's, given that she's meant to be the central character. So, when the central character of your uh, sequel, of your like, trilogy, and maybe doesn't add much to it, then that's the thing you've also fucked up. But. Yeah, it's just really like you see what they're trying to go for, like the idea of trying to understand you know her abilities and the force and everything. But it's the fact they made out she's already brilliant. She just needs to people to constantly show her that she's brilliant, and so it didn't feel like there was much of a struggle for her to to kind of learn all this stuff. And it didn't seem like there was many obstacles for her. Like you had Luke losing his hands, she didn't have anything near him at that level or like obstacle. I didn't feel so. I just want I'm just saying that because mm. I don't want everyone to everyone listening to this to think. Or putting her on burn because she's a woman and everything. Like, no, I put Jenner so up near the top. I've got other female characters I'd put way above her. Even Padme, even though she's only a meh, adds more than Ray does. So if you guys want to burn her, fuck it. Let's go. I can I can look past her being, you know, the the, the force stuff. I can look past that. I can look past the beating Kylo Ren with the lightsaber first time she's hold, held one. I can look past the constant validation she needs by people. I can look past all that crap. But the fact she said her name was Skywalker. No. You were not a Skywalker. You were never be a Skywalker woman. Fuck off. Burn. <laughs> right. <laughs> also, we find it out, like it's cool that she had a yellow lightsaber at the end, but like you're in the oh, middle of the desert with you're in the middle of the desert with one old woman. Why are you putting your lightsaber out for you? You're just showing off at that point. Oh, <laughs> uh, she's and also she ruined double edged lightsabers for me because her one is fucking atrocious. Yeah, I mean, what was all that about? And you thought, you, you saw the tray, they kept putting this little bit in the trailer, and you thought, oh, she's going to go badass for a bit. But it's not, it's just like a, a sort of dream sequence that's there and then forgotten about it. It meant nothing, it went nowhere. I mean... It's like she has pointy teeth, she has pointy teeth for a double-edged lightsaber. Wow. I could go see that in the fucking streets of Birmingham if I wanted to. <laughs> Doesn't mean special, love. Stay with that shit trilogy, though. Um, oh, God. Uh, Finn, now, 
I think Finn had potential to be a great character. Mm-hmm. Bad writing and the fact that they made Ray the protagonist and not him drags him down to meh for me. I mean, there's a there's something to be said for like kind of keeping a lot of the details close to your chest and misdirection and advertising, but they do straight up lie to you for for Force Awakens. Everything points to him being the protagonist, and then I was like, nope. Even by the halfway point in the movie, you can already tell that something's amiss when there's all this focus on Ray, because Ray also takes an interest in like the ship and the Millennium Falcon and everything. So like, okay, you can either be a mechanic or a pilot. Or you can be the Jedi. You can't do both. You can't be great at everything. So if you chose one role, defined role for her and gave the other one to to Finn, that would be fine. But the fact that he is revealed, oh, he's not going to be the Jedi first, well, that's fine. The fact that, especially in the second one, they didn't know what they wanted him to be. He's like, you got Poe, who's a pilot. You got Ray, she's going to be the Jedi. And then you got Finn. He was the one out of those three main characters for the sequel trilogy. They didn't know what direction they wanted to do after they did the after the fight scene with him and Kylo. Yeah, it would have been the story was there. It was incredible. In fact, you could have had a stormtrooper who was force sensitive and could have been a Jedi. It would have been incredible, and I would have I would have got behind it. But the fact that they just went with Ray, is it because she was a female? We don't know, and I'm not going to make that speculation. But it just felt like it was rushed. We can talk about Rush, his, his defection from the First Order, the idea of like, uh, the idea of a Stormtrooper like being horrified by the things he saw and almost that kind of, the shock of that kind of turning him around and changing his allegiances could have been great if they told it well enough, like, kind of like what they're doing yeah. in Bad Batch with the idea of like certain clones, even though they've they've already done the switch in Order 6 and killed the Jedi, there are certain, a lot of clones are already getting to the point where like, they see what the Empire is and they don't agree with it. You could have done something like that for Finn. Yeah. But you got to admit, though, he's been great since he joined Judgment Day. <laughs> oh, shut up. Yeah, you. So are we agreeing with the Finn's in there? Yeah, I don't. I mean, my points would just cover what you two have said already, so I don't need to say anything. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Scott touched on it, Pope. I mean, this is, might be controversial, but I'd say Burn. Just don't like the character at all. Don't think he adds anything. He whines in the second one about this woman's plan, and then they go on this elaborate waste of a part of the movie where they go to a casino and get this guy on side to do something which doesn't even work in the first place. And yeah, I just don't think he really adds a lot to proceedings, really. I, you just know don't like, I just don't like him. You know, he just spoke about going to the casino thing, yeah? And then rescue those big camel horse things. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't rescue the children, did they? No. So it's okay. <laughs> so so it's, okay, it's not okay keeping animals uh, in pens and electrocuting them, but it's okay to keep children slaves, apparently, according to Finn and Rose. Yeah. But no, um, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not inclined to burn. I'm probably putting closer didn't add much, purely for the fact he just says the line that killed me and watching episode nine when he went somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> well, some of that to say it's nice why he was fed such a shite line, but um, oh, he's still crap. He's still, he's still crap. Crap. 
burn. So you're in burn. I'm in didn't add much. Scott? I'm in meh. I actually, like, didn't mind him, if honestly. Like, at least, unlike, well, Finn had showed some signs of it, but he had more personality out of those three new characters. Like, with exception, in the second one, he's like, oh, let's just make him into the new Han Solo and have him arguing with authority and everything. But then the other two, when he actually gets to be something of his, like his own character, he's actually, I thought he's pretty entertaining. So I put him in meh. Okay, so we're, we're all... <laughs> so Carl's burn, I didn't add much, and Scott is meh. Perhaps, perhaps doesn't add much as a happy medium. I win, yeah. This is a democracy, so I'll cool with it. <laughs> no, I would. <laughs> and I don't um, care about him enough to use my do-over. No, same yeah. here. That, that's what it is. Um, okay, then we go General Hooks. Burn. Again, he started off as a reasonable character in the first in the first one, but then that whole... That whole I'm the mole. I mean, it just made no sense. We and then announces it. Uh, he's, oh, no, he's a shite burning. I agree because he's ginger. <laughs> I'm that. <laughs> well, especially, especially horrible. He'll burn up easily if he's ginger. <laughs> I, I, I can't disagree with Carl. Yeah, I mean, he's just a shit target, isn't he? So, fuck him. Oh, oh, that he even says a shit talking is really bad to talking. You're oh, <laughs> um, all right. Ed. I, I, Oops, someone's dog. Oh, I'm seeing it. My brother says so he's got two dogs, and I think my brother may have put, come back from the shots because uh, just a minute. Sorry about that. That's all right. Um, I'll mute myself for a minute while you go into the next one. All right. So, Carl Snoke, Snoke, um. I didn't hate enough to put in Burn, but he doesn't add much, so doesn't add much. I mean, he feels like a wasted opportunity because he seemed like a, a pretty cool character at first that might have some decent, you know, maybe a unique backstory and it could have gone on to be an overarching villain of the new trilogy, but for some reason, Ryan Johnson decided to just kill him in some unspectacular, stupid fashion, and that was pretty much that. So all that, you know, potential went out the window. So, um, yeah, didn't add much. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was watching, so me and my stepdad went to watch the first one, uh, the seventh one, and they're going, oh my God, who who Snoke? Who Who could it be? You know, is it is it um, Vader sort of thing? Is it Force Ghost or Vader? But it turned good. Could it be Bane? You know, Darth Bane. Could it be someone like that ilk? And then it just turns out to be a clone of Palpatine. Um, so yeah, he, he didn't add much at all. It was it was a shame because he could have been great. But um, Scott Scott says um, he fancies Snoke and wants him to play with. Him. <laughs> wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um. I told you. I told you that in confidence, you bastard. <laughs> um, okay, then uh, I think we've done all the characters from the from the new trilogy. So no more talking about those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's go back to the uh, TV shows and the animated ones um, because I've, we've got quite a few now. Um, we'll start with Savage Oppress. Of course, the brother of Darth Maul. Um, Scott, I'll start with you because Darth Maul's your boy. It's pronounced Savage. 
Uh, I love you, know. I mean, I can't put him in the same tier as Mull, but he does have a great menace, a sense of like menace about him. I'd put him in a lower end of great, maybe if, even meh, because he is only around for a lot bit, but the fight scene with, with him, Mull, and, and Palpatine where he's killed off is pretty heartbreaking when you think about it. I mean, he's quite a cool character, and he is voiced by Clancy Brown. So, you know, I'd, I'd put him in, you know, a great... I'd be put him in great. I, I mean, I quite like the character. But I get if you didn't want, you know, I get he doesn't add a huge amount to things. I, I, I've, got him in, I've got him in the lower end of great. Um, you know, as I said, the, the, the fight scene where he dies is probably his, his craning, achieve, craning glory in the whole time he's there. Um, and he just feels like he's in the shadow of Maul. He's always going to be in the shadow mm. of Maul, or such an iconic character. Um, but first thing for a touch on the, the Dathomir and all that, it was a very interesting thing. Um, and we go now to probably my favourite character in in the Clone Wars. One uh, well, new ones that they introduce, um, Asajj Ventress. I think she's incredible. Yeah, I really like this character too. I love the fact she wields two lightsabers. She can hold she can hold a Rome with virtually all the Jedi, even even Anakin. Um, she's got a badass look. I mean, I, I mean. Uh, definitely great. I tend, I'd, be, I'd be tempted to go god tier. I mean, I do think she's an awesome character. Scott? I'd be tempted as well because I don't think we've seen many characters wielding two late series before we saw her kind of introduction. She was a big part of the Clone Wars and I don't think we got a definitive end to her character during the Clone Wars at any point, did we? No. She's not dead, is she? So she could pop back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like no, to see. yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put her in God mode. Yeah, I'm not going to argue against that. I'd say God mode. I, I think she's a great character. She's towards the end of she's towards the end of God. Mode, mm. I mean, I could the, the argument for for great could be there, but I think she's just. I think it's the intrigue of Rain. Can she come back? Sort of thing. That's there, and also the fact she holds her own with Anakin, and not just once, but probably every time they fight. Uh, says a lot about her. Um, now, uh, let, we, we, I've got two stormtroopers or two clone troopers on this, so we'll put them together. No, we won't put them together. We'll start with Commander Cody, of course, a very important part of the Clone Wars. Uh, he, he was in uh, Revenge. Uh, yeah, he was in um, Revenge of the Sith as well. Um, Scott, where would you put Commander Cody? Maybe meh, I think, because I know the other clone you're probably thinking of, and I think he has a more important role, even though he's not in any of the actual films, but just based on the stuff in the Clone Wars with Anakin and Ahsoka, I think he's like he should be above Cody, so maybe you could put Cody in meh. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I could really put him any higher than higher than that. He's, he's not. He's not in great tier for me. He's he's an okay character, but I don't think anything marvellous. The other one is Captain Rex. Captain Rex has to be in great. Mm-hmm. Just just for that scene where he's trying to right resist he's in Hibbertship and not shoot Ahsoka, like at the very end of Clone Wars and the, them trying to fight out from all the other clones. Uh, it, oof, it hits you. It hits you right there. 
Oh, it does. I, I hate the fact that people say oh, the Clone Wars is for children. It's not for children at all. It's it's one of the best things that they've ever done with Star Wars. Yeah, so, it, I was under that impression. I must admit at first because you know animated. It's like it's a kids thing, and then during lockdown, I ran out of things to watch, so I started watching it. It was awesome, and I ended up binge watching it big time. Yeah, I mean. I think the moment that really convinced me this is not a thing just for kids is the way that Maul brutally kills Duchess Satine in front of Obi Wan. Mm. Like Jesus, like this is this just to be on Cartoon Network? Yeah, this should be a, this should be on a fucking behind subscription or I should have like an eighteen possibly behind it. It was that was that was sold that on it. Yeah, that one did. I'm going. No, you bastard! No, you've made a black bastard. You no, don't say that one. You. Red bastard. <laughs> um, right, let's move on then to two characters. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't really watched Rebels that much, so I, I'm. I've got like a basic. I can give like a basic ranking of the of these two, uh, but we'll start with um, Ezra Bridger, and um, that this is more mainly for for, for you, Scott. Uh. I don't know. I really wish Ahsoka had became out already because I think he could come back in that for live action. So I think that would have really helped her, her rating for him. But I mean, he does start a bit whiny at the start of it. So I think I'd put him upper end of May, lower end of Grey. I don't know, Carl, you've watched Rebels. What would you think? For, I'd, have for say, I'd have to say meh. I mean, he is quite whiny. He was very easily duped by Darth Maul. And, um, yeah, I mean, as I say, if we see a live action version of him, it might change our opinions if they do something cool with him. But yeah, at the moment, he's, he's just meh, to be honest. Cool. Uh, and then the next one is Kanan Jarrus. I'd be tempted to go great for him. I think he's quite a yeah. cool character. He survived Order 66. He, um, he's sort of taken. Ezra under his wing. He's a cool character. He, he manages when he loses his sight as well and even becomes a bit more badass and then he ends up sacrificing himself to save um, the, the others, you know, the rest of the team. Uh, I, I think he's quite a cool character. So, yeah, I'd go great. Well, there's a great fight scene with the, the Grand Inquisitor mm. towards the end of season one of Rebels. You know, kind of after, it's kind of similar to the Maul... Obi Wan Qui Gon fight where he's like separating the apprentice from the master, but again, uh, this time actually manages to hold his own. So I think what we establish in that fight scene is Kieran Jarrus is a better Jedi than Qui Gon Jinn. <laughs> I'm only partly joking. Qui Gon was having a, a bad day. Uh, let's go for okay. So I, I think they're the only two I've got from that. So we'll go to a character. There's Sabine. There's Sabine Ran. I'm like. I, I do not write her down because I don't oh. know. Um, <laughs> she's great. She's she's great. We'll just say she's great. Uh, yeah. Honorable honorable mention. Um, right. Let's go for a character that I'm shocked to stay this long because I forgot to take her off. Yaddle. Of course, the female of the Yoda species. Um I would had her in just didn't add much until I watched Tale of the uh, Tales of the Jedi, the new thing that they brought out. 
and the fact that she was able to piece together what Dooku was doing and also end up Dooku ended up killing her in that um, made me very, very sympathetic but I'd put a lower end of meh uh, yeah, I'd say meh. I mean, we don't see a lot of her. I quite, kind of find her a bit uh, annoying, actually, in that <laughs> cartoon thing, to be to be honest. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, don't really have a lot to say on, on her. Yeah, I mean, I, while it was sad the way she was getting killed by Dooku and the conflict between the two, like, season one episode of one animated show that only came, re- came out recently, so... Just judging by the fact that she's got less real media around this character than anybody else on this list, then she has to go with Matt at the most, even though that stuff was really good with her. And because uh, you can't see she didn't add much because it was kind of a step, a, a vital step in Dooku's official step to being the new apprentice for Darth Sidious. Yeah. Okay, so you had all in meh. Uh, right, talking about the one who killed her, Count Dooku. Uh, I'd say, uh, um, I, I, he's got to be God. I, I'd be willing. No, to I would say, it. yeah, I would say, great. Sorry to cut you off, there, Scott. No, 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 no. Why, I think he's, why only great? I mean, I do think he's a, a good character, but I don't think you can put him on the same tier as Jadav Mulls and that, personally. I mean, he... I mean, I don't know how sort of dark side he really is. I think he's kind of, You get the impression, especially in those animated shorts, that he's kind of been sort of manipulated a bit like Anakin Skywalker into doing Sidious's bidding and killing Yaddle was sort of the bit like... Um, killing Mace Windu, the sort of point of no return where he's sort of saddled with um, with doing Sidious's bidding. I think I, I feel I feel like he's more a political pawn mm. than a true dark side uh, user, even though he can do force lightning, um, which was great. Uh, but I don't. I, there is one thing that lets him down is the fact that he could have opened his mouth at any point in episode three and go, Oh, that's the, that's the Sith Lord. He could have just told Anakin, Oh, that's the Sith that you want. And then mm-hmm. all of it could have been avoided. I mean, I think he's a bit busy. I think, you know, once you've had both your arms cut off, you're a bit, you're in a bit of a state of shock. I mean, I've never <laughs> experienced it myself. I can only listen. <laughs> Uh, you're probably not thinking clearly, are you, when you've uh, <laughs> been mutilated? Not that I've got experience on that account. <laughs> Speaking of someone who likes a good mutilation, um, you are you are aware of what you're doing. <laughs> no. Um, I, I'm somewhere in the middle of you. I'm like lower end of God tier for Dooku because in... Obviously, you got the portrayal the Gravitas brought to the character by Christopher Lee mm. and the and the prequel trilogy is a big part of episode two. And then obviously Anakin when he first steps to you know embracing the dark that he's killing Dooku the very graphic way that he does, and like he was the only other person I'd seen up to that point other than Sidious to do Force Lightning, which made him look more badass to me. And the unique was he in a unique lightsaber kind of tilted on it. His role kind of in the Clone Wars with Ventress as he's kind of 
assassin and then briefly taking a, a Savage Press under his wing. So like, he is quite, like you said, political more so than any other Star Wars film made other than Sidious. And also the fact, much like we've seen with Vader with the Inquisitors in the past or other expanding media, he's already kind of devising a plan to overthrow his master, with, which is why he has ventures around in the first place initially. And then me and Carl talked recently about Tales of a Jedi, and I think that really helped round out the character, gave you some fatal little details mm. of his backstory to help further give you an image of who he is and why he does ends up going down the path that he does. I'd say lower end of God tier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's actually Scott's turn around a bit. Perhaps you could put him in God tier to be fair. I'm not going to argue against it anyway. No, I, I agree. I, yeah, he's lower end of God tier, top of great. If we if we were going to we do that right then. Next one um, is his apprentice when he's a Jedi, Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, of course, Obi-Wan Kenobi's master... Uh, the one who just says that Anakin is the chosen one, um, fantastic Jedi, gets killed by Darth Maul in an incredible battle in the first episode. Um, I, where would you put him, Carl? I do like his character a lot. I don't know if he's quite god tier for me, if he's his lover god tier, but he's definitely the upper end of great. Um, he's only around for one episode, unfortunately, and he he does lend a lot of gravitas to proceedings. And as you say, he sort of discovers Anakin and and, and whatnot. And he's a great teacher to um, Obi Wan. Perhaps if he was, uh, you know, been a, perhaps if he was around a bit more and did a bit more, uh, you could you'd easily put him in guard. But uh, I don't know. Um, that's interesting to see what you two say. He's definitely the upper end of great, though. Scott? I, I agree with upper end of great because, other than Maul, I think he's the other great thing about the Phantom Menace. You know, he has the role in helping guide Obi-Wan Kenobi and, you know, the introduction, making the introduction between Obi-Wan and Anakin. And their relationship's a big part of uh, well, both the Clone Wars and the prequel trilogy. And also, the fact that you know, he does hold his own for a bit against Maul, just the fact that Maul's a bit more, a lot better on that occasion, and he's got that double-end lightsaber. And again, talking about, like, death being kind of a current achievement, I think his death is one of the more emotional and one of the biggest moments of that character, just, like, not just for, like, what it means, but just the reaction of Obi-Wan through the dramatic, no! <laughs> I was, you know. right. Would you say, and also, he was the, he was the first one to Come back as a fourth ghost or something like that. I mean, if you going chronology, maybe. Yeah, yeah, technically chronological order. Yeah, there we which are. was a great, which was a great moment, to be fair. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't disagree with you both. I'd put him in great. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, he's in great. Um, let's go then to, we've only got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight left guys. All right. We've done quite well then. Uh, let's go to, okay. So we're going to go to the game now. Cal Kestis, um, uh, obviously from the, the game that got out, I think it was, was it Fallen Jedi. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. I, I don't like him. I think I think he's very annoying, very whiny, and 
the fact that he thought he could take on Vader just I mean, screams to how stupid he is. Well, that's us as a gamer making that choice to... <laughs> but yeah. No, I think he does, doesn't he? Yeah, in the cutscene. Yeah, you're right. He attempts to fight him off and he just there go, dude, just, just, just shush. <laughs> go away. He's, I mean, I don't hate him, hate him. I get a feeling the character might be more fleshed out in the upcoming sequel. Uh, I'd, I'd put him in Nah, perhaps. I, I wouldn't put me uh, bone up, but we didn't. I, could, to, to the bigger story of Star Wars, he doesn't add much. So I think I'd put him. He didn't add much more than burn. I mean, I had a copy of the the Fallen Order game, but then I just used my particular copy, so I haven't played as much of the game as other people. <laughs> but so I can't really judge. But like you said, yeah, like outside of that game. He doesn't really add anything to the wider Star Wars kind of like legacy. Cool, right. So he didn't add much. Uh, now, I think now we're on to the, the big hitters now. Um, you know, the actual, the, the ones I think we're going to, we're going to have some good chats about. So now we go to the first one, Ahsoka Tano. I'll go first. She's got mode for me. Just love the character. Yeah, she starts off a bit whiny and irritating, but as David Filoni pointed out, that's the point. You know, you're there to watch your character grow and blossom into this great um, Jedi warrior, and she's a vital part of the Clone Wars um, animated series, and uh, live-action appearances have been really good too. So yeah, I, 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 you know she holds her own with she holds her own with Darth Vader in um, Rebels, and she she defeats Darth Maul in Clone Wars. Um, might be a bit more bit of luck in that defeat, but still she still won. So um, yeah, I think she's a great character. Yeah, I, I'd say God as well. I mean, it's amazing how many characters we talked about. We talked about. I mean, how many characters we said and started off with saying, oh, well, at first they were a bit whiny, or I thought they were a bit annoying. But it just depends on who's involved in, like, the character, like, direction, but creatively, and taking them from whiny to actually help them grow into something. I think it's still the most successful version of that. Taking her from this character you didn't really care about to that emotional moment in season five where she's going to leave the the order and everyone's getting sad, and then she comes back for, for the final season, and then also you got her in Rebels, which plays a big role in that, the big reunion between her and Vader, and then in Mad on there, she's scheduling her own show, and I think just the hype around her getting her own show is another testament to how much people have grown to love her as a character, so mm-hmm. and like just that scene which she's introduced, we introduced to you in Mandalorian in live action, where she's just taking those guys out in the woods with her two uh, white lightsabers, is, pretty, is very badass. <laughs> And she has great chemistry with Anakin as well in the, in the animated series. And it's a shame she was conceived after the um, prequel trilogy because, you know, that the whole story of her and being cheated by Anakin and the fact that she was sort of pushed out by the Jedi because they didn't believe her when she said she was innocent about that. Um, was it a bomb going off or something? Yeah, she was free. Um, I mean, that could have really added so much to Anakin's turn to the dark side as well. If it was done in, if it could have been done in chronological order at the time, but you know, so that's a bit of a missed opportunity in a way. So, uh... for me, she is the Clone Wars. 
Mm. It's all, it, it, she, if, he, if she's not in the Clone Wars, I don't think it's as big as, as successful as it, as it is. I think um, she just she brings a, a side to Anakin as Cobb. You pointed out we didn't see in the in the opening three the the, the, the prequel film. She's just she's amazing. Um, the fact that she's got her own live action series is great. Um, her introduction in Mandalorian was just, I think, top tier. I don't think it could have been mm. done better. Um, and the fact she holds her own with Vader. But one one of the touching things about it, though, is how close Anakin and Ahsoka was. Um, have you guys seen the the image, where she, obviously, where she drops her lightsabers and Vader finds them? Mm. Mm. And it just feel, yeah. it, 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 it feels like it wasn't Vader that was there at that point. It was Anakin. And it's that it's that heartbreaking moment when she realizes who Vader is as well in um, name, Rebels. Yeah. When he says a name, mm. so when he when when, the, when they have that fight, she she slices his mask, and she says, and he says Ahsoka, and you feel like that wasn't Vader at that point; it was Anakin. Mm. And mm. she's just incredible. I'd I'd I, I'd, I'd argue this, and I'd, I'd, you probably will disagree with this. Scott mainly more. I'd have her above Darth Maul. She's that she's that important to Star Wars. Yeah, definitely on a par with him. Definitely on a par with him. <laughs> I mean, FYI, I was prepared. I was saving my do over for <laughs> Ahsoka just in case you two didn't agree. <laughs> I mean, I'm not uh, gonna go. Oh fuck you! You don't know what you're talking about. You say that, Reese, but I'm willing to have a discussion at a later time about you know importance but i can see definitely where you're coming from and i think another nice bit of symmetry with the, that moment where he, he says her name is i think she cuts like the left half of his his mask and then you get the right side to kind of destroy during his fight with obi-wan and the kenobi series so this is like these like two sides of anakin kind of coming out and these two people who are once close to him having to accept that he's he's kind of he's gone to the dark side forever at that point yeah I am saving two people in particular to the end. So um, we'll, we'll get on to the next one. We got to General Grievous. Um, I, I, he's lower end of great towards meh for me. I, I, I think he's interesting and he's, you know, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, fucking hell, he's, you know, he's a, he's a bit intimidating, but he's a mm-hmm. massive coward. Oh yeah, and I think and I think I think that drags it down. So the fact he's that cowardly, and I think he was a bit more of a badass. I'd have him in the top end of great, but for me, he's he's lower end of great, pushing me. Yeah, I would say Matt. I mean, I, I'm not a massive fan of the character, really. Uh, there is a cool bit of backstory added in the Clone Wars where it looks like he was like this superior sort of hunter before he decides that. Um, the Imperials sort of mob, make him into like an android or whatever he, cyborg or whatever he is. Um, so that was that. That was quite cool. But yeah, as you say, he's a bit of a coward, and um, I don't know. Just he has quite a cool fight with Obi Wan, but other than that, he's a bit shy, really. The most memorable thing he's involved in is not because of anything he does; it's because. He's involved in that infamous memorable moment where everyone does the hello there. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> like, I loved like, the, the small part he had in episode three, but it did feel like there was a lot of times in the Clone Wars where 
it was kind of same old, same old, oh, they're right about cats, so they're right to stop, it's not good, oh, he's gotten away, oh, and he escaped again. It did feel yeah. like they suddenly realised, like, oh, we need to kind of write our, ourselves out of this thing we've written ourselves into, mm. because, like, we need Grievous at any cost to be alive by the end of this, because we've already had his definitive death in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, and because he sort of has that bit of banter with Anakin in episodes where like, you're you're not as tall as I expected or something. Um, they had to sort of keep that apart throughout the whole Clone Wars as well. Oh, so I don't know. That was a bit shit. They could they could have they could have interacted once maybe, but yeah, I just I agree. It was a, they they wrote themselves into a, a shit show with, with that. They worked themselves into a shit. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Um, let's go with. Um, so where are we put it? I don't think we actually just. Are we? Are, are we decided with meth? Meth. Yeah. yeah, we put in meth. Yeah, meth. Um, Chewy. I mean, God dear, isn't he? Gotta be. Yes, I can't. I can't disagree. He's got to be a god. God tier. But the amount of suffering that that creature's gone through. <laughs> He lost Han Solo, he lost Leia, he lost Luke, he lost his home world, he... and then he stuck with Ray. <laughs> Poor bugger. Honestly, I think he suffered enough, so out of respect for Chewbacca, he has to go with God. He's just a great character, and he's just iconic. Mm-hmm. Again, talking about people impressions, like when people like doing an impression of a Star Wars character... Like just try and do their best like impression of his his looking eyes and you know you can't really understand what he's saying like mm-hmm. other characters can but we can't understand what he's saying but it does feel like he says a lot just by just a loud girl depending on like the moment sorry because could... because reaction the noise he lets out when han gets stabbed by by kylo uh, just breaks your heart <laughs> oh he does you you you, you sympathize with a hairy man you're there going, oh, who hurt you? And then you realise, <laughs> oh, it, oh it, it's Poundland Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, Chewbacca has to go with God. I don't think there's any disagree. But now we go to his best friend, Han Solo. Um, Han, Han Solo, he's hanging by a thread in God. I think he's God for me. Solo I, I, shit. Oh, it's the worst. Just forget. You just got to forget about that crappy film. You, you can't. You can You can't forget about the fact is that it nearly ruined Han Solo. I mean, even before that solo film, I don't know if, if it's just a generational thing because, uh, for like when I saw the original trilogy, but like I'm, I don't, I don't have the same boner for Han Solo that everyone else does. I mean, I get why he's he's loved and everything. And he, I, I did like his return in episode seven. I thought like the kind of reaching out to his son before inevitably being betrayed by his own son. Everything was very sad. Uh, but like if I was if we were just reading this on Young Han Solo, then Burn because Solo is the absolute worst. <laughs> and I could be here all day talking about why it's the worst. But lower end of great even meh for me because like I just I just never Han Solo's never been my favourite. I've gone off Scott all of a sudden. <laughs> I can see where it's coming from though. I really can because I can not meh. I can put him in great, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put him in meh. Um 
Can't imagine we using his do over and puts him in meh. Don't tempt me. Don't don't fuck with me. <laughs> no, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna use my do over to put him in guard. Beans, beans are beans are so good. Uh, went into guard quite easily. I didn't have to worry about that one. I mean, are we able to use our do over to get people who are in the same tier ahead of one? Because just a piece piss Reese off, I would I'd be tempted to use my do over to get Maul higher in God tier than Ahsoka. <laughs> But I wouldn't do that because I'm not a dick. <laughs> no, I, all, all I've done, I've just ripped them down as we've as we've as we've put them out. So, uh, but I, I can I can rank them if you want. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Rank if you want, sir? But nah. Um, so Carl's duo over is Han Solo in God. Cool. Cool. Um, I take it is he your favourite character then? No, I wouldn't say my favourite character, but uh, he's definitely one of my favourite characters. Yeah, right, lovely. We're I think there. I think I think the original trilogy would be a lot poorer without him. Put it that way. Oh yeah, no, I can't disagree with that. He he is probably the most charismatic part of the bar Darth Vader mm. of the original trilogy. So I I I, I agree with you there. Uh, right, um, Muff Tarkin. Perhaps great. Uh, I don't think he's around long enough um, to be putting God tier, and he does let himself get blown up in the Death Star. So when he had a chance to escape, so you know that was a bit of a schoolboy error in my book. But he is he is um, a cool villain. He's menacing. He's pure evil. Uh, He's played by a great actor, the late great Peter Cushing. So, you know, comfortably in great, top end of great, but not quite God for me. I might put him in God just because he wore slippers <laughs> and still and was still a badass. Um, nah. Uh, I, I, I agree with, he's not in it long enough. I mean, he was in Rogue One and he was menacing in Rogue One as well. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with Colin. Great. Scott, where, where are you? Maybe somewhere lower and great because, like you said, he's really one movie where you can judge him off. I know he kind of makes cameos in Cole more briefly and Bad Batch, but again, it's only blinking in the message because given the timeline, it'd feel weird for him not to be there. And then, you know, then you have then you have him in Rogue One. I just feel like he's just kind of there in Rogue One, so his best portrayal is just in one movie, in my opinion. So that's it'll lower end of great. Yeah, I agree. So he's 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 in he's in great, but the lower end of great. Um, we're now down. So we're, we're to the final four. Uh, Jabba the Hutt didn't add much. Like, he's just I, I just never got the point of Jabba the Hutt. If I'm honest with you, other than so people can perfectly in the bikini. What's the point of him? I agree. I bet that he is pretty pointless. Yeah, it's just, so, it's just so Han can owe somebody money. You know, you could get anyone in Star Wars from doing money to. I mean, you saw him. You feel the thing with that shit Scottish actor in Kanja Club in Episode Seven. Like that guy's delivery was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I agree with you too. Totally. Yeah, I, I, yeah he's just he, he, uh, he's just a fat worm. And, and the fact that he's just like shoehorned a CG thing into the first episode, which made it the whole 
conversation the way Solo walks, he has to walk over his tail, just comically bad. Yeah, it's just shit. Um, okay, now we get on to, we're now to the final three. Um, for me, these are the three biggest characters in terms of Star Wars. For me, mainly. Uh, so we'll start with the third one, Emperor Palpatine. Now, this is, we're going to have Chief Palpatine and Emperor Palpatine together. Um, of how manipulative that obviously Palpatine is, or how powerful Palpatine is, and the fact that he was emperor for twenty years and uh, was able to break Anakin Skywalker, bring him to the dark side, uh, was just an absolute menacing bastard. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much manipulates the entire galaxy around him to seat himself as Chancellor, and then. Emperor, he's uber powerful. I mean, even even Yoda couldn't defeat him. And um, you know, got here just for unlimited power. <laughs> you ruined it there because, like you said, he manipulated the entire galaxy. Yes, it was also also you could get unlimited power. <laughs> no, nah, part of that. Sorry, sorry, Scott. I was good joking. Part of that power was given to him by Jar Jar, the silly bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that brings me to Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, he's, he's the greatest multitasker in the history of villains, if I'm honest. Because <laughs> as the as the emperor, he's manipulating his apprentices and the separatists and everything. And then as Palpatine, he's manipulating the Jedi and the Senate all at the same time. Yeah, he, he, he's just incredible. I think he's probably the smartest man in the universe, or the galaxy, easily. Um, and the fact he manages to make Vader his bitch. Mm. He does and make... He, he and does, he handily defeats Maul and Savage Press as well when he decides he has to stop their, their dealings because they're getting too powerful. Yeah, and the fact he killed Darth Plagueis, the Wires. Have you heard the story of Darth Plagueis, the Wires? <laughs> Once or twice, yeah. yeah. The bark, also, the bark. These are the three uh, Jedi Council members I can use to help most you know, definitively bring down and arrest this this evil Sith Lord. And he mows them down in a matter of minutes. Yes. And the fact that he... Man- Do you know the Jedi Temple is built on a Sith uh, burial mm. as well, which is incredible. And the fact he's... He, he openly flaunts he's got Sith artifacts and they don't pick up on it. Did And here's a question. Did he throw the fight against Mace Windu to, to lure Anakin in? Yes. You had to think he could sense Anakin was going to come because... He obviously knew that they were coming, and he was getting. And he said, "Like something, you know, if they if they kill me or they arrest me, any chance of saving her is gone." So he, you know, he's 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 like twelve steps ahead of everybody, and then obviously he had the strength to clone himself to come back. I mean, he just never finishes working, even when he's like a million years old, as he looks in the when you first see him in in episode nine. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He looks like a mummified testicle in episode nine. <laughs> but no, I, I, he has to be the top end of God mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy. Just he's to be, almost, uh, Yeah, he's like a God. But then, just to answer Carl's question, though, 
Uh, no, I don't think he threw the fight uh, because Samuel L. Jackson is a badass motherfucker. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And he's had enough of these motherfucking Sith in this motherfucking place. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, then. Now we move on to Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, to quote uh, you McGregor when he told a story about somebody recognising him in the street, <laughs> fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> he's always laying God to you. Yeah, he's got he's to be. Um, I hate him. Uh, what? <laughs> Do you know why I hate him? Because he he he, he, he chops Anakin up. <laughs> but he oh, said you, you didn't like Anakin before earlier on in the show. I know you is. don't like him because he chopped him up. No, I like Anakin. I wish Anakin had got here. Um, no, all right. What? Okay, Obi Wan Kenobi. It probably. It, he's he's incredible. I'm, I'm I'm taking a piss for saying like, like you know I don't like him. I don't, I don't like him because of that. But he's just in, he's amazingly powerful. The fact that after ten years of not using the Force or anything like that, he's able to beat Darth Vader. Um, he kills Grievous, and the fact that he could have turned to the dark side so many times. With all the heartbreak and all the shit that happened to him, obviously Scott picked up on it when uh, his his lover died. Um, when Anakin betrayed it, Order Six Six happened. He could have easily turned, and he doesn't. And he has a badass death as well. Um, and he has the, and he has the coolest catchphrase ever with "Hello there." <laughs> I thought you were going to say either from a certain point of view, or I have the high ground because you know you you moan about him. And then Anakin, he warned him. He told him he has the high ground. Look, let's not get bogged down with who had the high ground and who didn't. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't mean he anything. Did. He did, he did. Um, and it is probably the best duel, uh, arguably, in not, not, just, uh, not just in Star Wars, but I think in any combat thing. I think it is the best fight between two people I think I've ever seen. It's. They're so evenly matched, and also I know people give Kenobi shit as a series. It's they my do. personal, it's my personal favorite series. At I Disney. really enjoyed it. It's a lot better than Andor. I don't get these people who like Andor more than Obi Wan uh, because Andor doesn't. Ha- this is generally generally what I've seen because Andor's not all about Jedi and light sticks. Generally, that's what people have said. Isn't that what you want from fucking Star Wars? That's what I <laughs> exactly. want from Star Wars. Exactly. Um, but Kenobi as a series is it's it's my favourite thing they've done, and I loved Episode Five with the flashbacks to Anakin mm. and fighting, and then Episode Six where they have that duel and the speech at the end between the pair of them. Mm. I, the line boys, I'll tell you that I teared up. I actually like episode. It's episode three where they have that bit of cat and mouse in the dark, mm-hmm. and then he sort of drags him through that bit of, bit of fire. I thought yeah. I thought that was pretty awesome as well. To be fair, it, it, there's only one downside with Kenobi. Not you knew one of them. You knew neither of them was going to die, but it, it, one of them had to for me. I think I would, it would be better if one of them died. If obviously, not, obviously, if the films weren't a thing, 
Kenobi versus Vader could have been epic, more epic than it mm. was. We all know, we all know the real downside to Obi Wan. He's fucking Scottish. Hey, hey, hey. I'd expect that from Nathan, not from you. Also, Reed Park was was born in Scotland, so you fucking watch your turn. No, I'm joking. I like the Scottish, I actually love the Scottish. That's just my little banter with Scott before listeners get up in airs. I love you and McGregor. You and me, pal. We're going to have words, honestly. <laughs> Are we all three in agreement that Obi-Wan Kenobi is God? Yeah. Very much. <laughs> yeah. Also, we talked about Maul just a minute ago. Maul did all this effort to find Kenobi, but Kenobi wasn't as fueled by heat as him. So he finally finds him in Rebels in the Desert, and with a few strikes, Obi-Wan just kills Maul. Like, finally puts him down. <laughs> I think I think it's his wisdom and his. I think he's a really good learner. He knows, you know, he knew how to get the best out of Vader because he sort of trained him and knew, how, you know, his weaknesses and how to get under his skin. And the sort of with Maul, he's already fought him, and Maul was pretty much changed his fighting technique. So, <laughs> and Obi Wan, you know, learnt over the years, so he was able to take him down. That's how, you know, that's how I see it anyway. Obi-Wan used a bit of more fighting technique, though, if you watch it. Mm. So he learned how, obviously, you know, the, the wisdom of that. He learned how to combat more. But though that scene where Maul dies and they have that speech together, well, I was all about Luke. Is he the mm. one sort of thing? It, it, mm. it's, it humanizes Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. And it. And you can see, yeah, you can probably see that you can probably feel the sadness in Obi Wan, the fact that he, he had to kill this man because that's what he was at the end. He, just, he was just a man, and it was, yeah. it was incredible. Um, there, might be, there might be an argument that Darth Maul actually went there to die as well. One thing, I, yeah. one thing I thought about when there was lead up to the Kenobi series is that part of me wishes that we didn't get that scene with Rebels and Maul uh, dying. Because, you know, part, because given the timeline, part of me would have loved it if we got that in live action with Maul committee tattooing and Kenobi killing him. I mean, I know we may not have got the stuff with the Inquisitors and Vader, which was also good, but something about that being done in live action with you, McGregor, doing it makes me feel like it would have hit in another way. Because as we've talked about several times here, a lot more emotional moments than people realise during Star Wars. Mm. Yeah. I I think I, I I don't think I would have done it because it, you might as you said it would basically mean who do we, who would you rather have mm-hmm. Darth Maul or Darth Vader and yeah. you're always gonna it's always gonna be that one because that is our final character to pick is Darth Vader and for me he is Star Wars yeah I was gonna say like you said about Ahsoka being a Clone Wars um, Darth Vader is Star Wars and. One of the most iconic characters of all time, and when me and Liam were doing our little villain story, I think Darth Vader might have been the first one we did, and he scored so highly, and no other villain got anywhere near him in our list of, I think we did twenty or so altogether, and no one got anywhere near him. For me, it's he's not. Yes, he's a villain. He is without show of a doubt, he's a villain, but 
I like the backstory behind the mm. fact that he's he's broken. And going with that speech between obviously when Obi Wan and Kenobi and and Vader fighting, obviously you see um you see Vader and you see Anakin for the first time. And I love the little sort of nuances between the blue that was Anakin talking and then the ring went to red when he turned to Vader. And the fact it just shows he's so broken and he's so alone because he's alone. And when he goes to visit Padme's grave, he, he becomes Anakin again, but then he gets so angry with himself for being that he destroys everything. Um, he, he is my favorite film character. And I, I don't think I've ever had this connection with a character ever. I mean, I, I know we joked about it and everything like that, but I genuinely have a, like a Darth Vader corner in my in my living room what i'll do is i'll show you if i can show you a, a, a picture of it i'll send you a picture of what i have and it's yeah it, it's just how how much i've, I've watched kenobi and also watching um everything to do with star wars and darth vader again mm. then, yeah it's that I, scene. I might. I've watched through. I've watched through it a few times, but that particular scene at the end, where you know you get the Vader cameo, the way he just goes through all those soldiers and that. I've really watched that so many times because it's so epic and cool. The way you know he's, the way they sort of see yeah. him with the light. You know, he lights up with the when he lights up his lightsaber and the smoke, and then he's just yeah blocking shots with the force and. Chopping away with his lightsaber and flinging people with the force all at the same time. It's absolutely badass. He's just such a cool character. Well, you know, also, sorry, in Kenobi, where he fights the third sister mm. with the force, doesn't he even bother using his own lightsaber because he doesn't have to? And the he's fact not that even he's, trying, is he? He's, he no, knows, he's just so no, much, no match for him. He's just pissing about with her, basically. He is, and then he just he, he takes her lightsaber and then beats her soundly with it and the fact that he drags the comparing it to I, I know I, it's like a really really bad thing to compare it to but you remember when Ray was trying to pull down the ship in episode 9 and she was struggling so bad mm. and the fact that Vader just does it like 20% power and pulls down a whole starship incredible but yeah, uh, Scott's seen my uh, my shrine mm-hmm. I mean awesome. looking at like the stuff in Rogue One and then the the scene, some of the scenes from Kenobi, like, yeah, like the stuff with the third sister, I think it's a great mirror image of the way she's fighting a similar to how Anakin would always fight, just like letting her emotions get a better for like when Anakin was fighting in that flashback scene, he, he was very similar to her and Kenobi didn't he try, he just let Anakin beat himself uh, and that's what kind of happened here but you needed those scenes in Rogue One and Kenobi to show Prime Vader mm. at his most badass, yeah. because while there's some badass stuff like and the episodes five and six, mostly through him using the force because they were still fairly limited in what the guy in the suit could could do in the fight scenes back then. Like you watch the one with him and Alec Guinness, it's just two guys. They may as well be fucking fencing there. They're that stiff. So you need to get to see Prime like live action badass Vader, and like you talk about the backstory of him. I think the more people have watched Weekles back and let their anger subside a little bit. I watch it through that, through Clone Wars, Rebels, uh, Kenobi, just everything in the like in canon. 
there's a big through line of Vader's character and what makes him Vader and what makes the character so great. And there's a lot more behind it than people really initially gave it credit for. And I agree with you, like, the last few characters that we talked about, you could say the same thing, but Vader especially. Yes, somebody say Star Wars and the first thing that comes to their head, most people would probably say Vader. Mm, yeah. I mean, I was watching Obi-Wan just as he was making his first appearance in the series. I mean, I was, you know, I was getting goosebumps, my hair's just standing on end. I was that excited. Never felt such excitement for, you know, the return of a character ever. It was, you know, it was unbelievable just to see I, him again. I, I was, I remember watching, I went to cinema to watch episode three, and I don't think I. It didn't hit me how important this Darth Vader was. I remember seeing him at the end and going, oh, you know, he's pretty, pretty badass and all that, but I didn't think he was this amazing thing that I, was, I know he was. I'm going to say this to you both now. I only watch Kenobi for Darth Vader. I, if Darth Vader wasn't in Kenobi, I don't think I would have watched it. And this show has now... I, I don't know why Disney aren't announcing it, but they they need a Darth Vader standalone series to show what he did. Yeah, from, you could do so much of him, couldn't you? Yeah, what, what, I mean, what he did from, the, from Revenge of the Sith to Episode 4, you can, you can do that. He hunts Jedis. You can see how he trains the Inquisitors. You can see everything he's done, and it would be so good. And also, Hayden Christensen was incredible as Darth Vader. Yes, yeah. It shows you what you can do with some actual decent writing and direction. I don't think it's that. I think it's the fact that people appreciated it, the fact that he was he was incredibly medicine. And I will say this, yeah, because I have a helmet like that. They're fucking. You talk about the fighting. The helmet is so cumbersome that you can't see out of it. <laughs> so the fact he was able to be this menacing with it is just incredible. Probably his one fit his head, but you know it's by and by. Mm. But it's just the fact he's just so menacing, and he's yeah, he's just for me. My as I've said this, my favorite character in any any walk of TV or film, and I don't think it'll be ever broken it was it was the joker for a while but then i watched more star wars and vader stuff it is darth vader and he is the top top tier the top character in star wars and like you said like you said you, you watched it for vader like kenobi I, I did as well but more so to see how they did that with with christians and how they brought him back and what he would do with the the character and, you know, I agree with you, like, getting to see Vader, because you're running out of time and periods where between episodes three and four that you can look at. But there was a series of comics I think, done by Marvel about Vader, which are said to be really good, where you do see some stuff with the Inquisitors and almost a little, un- like, unspoken kind of dislike or rivalry between him and the Grand Inquisitor, which they do tease when Vader ignores the Grand Inquisitor and decides to go after Kenobi at the end of, Ken- at the, end of the Kenobi series, so... You can almost kind of do it as a spin-off to the Kenobi show, kind of continue some of the plot lines here, but also show like to him during the Inquisitors, him going to Padme's cave, you can show that in live action, you know, and not have them do the big no. Because <laughs> I watched that compared to the Kenobi you no know, when Qui-Gon dies, I watched it like, well, it was a bit of I just didn't believe you. No. Yeah. It- uh, the, the only thing is now that James Earl Jones has retired from voicing Darth Vader. So it'll be interesting to see what they do going forward if they ever use Vader again. 
Yeah, apparently they've got a lot of stuff they can use on a computer now to to do it, which is what they did mostly for um, um, the Obi Wan series, by all accounts. Yeah, they did it with Mark, a lot of Mark Hamill's dialogue, like sorry, Luke's dialogue for Mando and Boba Fett. Uh, that's yeah, that's it. Hopefully, they go forward. But I, I am looking forward to Hayden Christensen in Ahsoka. Yeah, I am as well. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't wait to, for that show, and I hope you boys don't mind if I review that with you both, if I can. Yeah, you know, definitely. Thank you, thank you. And I, 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 I would say Mando Series Three, but I I I I don't deserve to do that one because I left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go about Mando. Yeah, that's coming end of February, start of March time, I think. And then I think yeah. it's meant to be this some point this summer. But actually, we're recording this on a Saturday. Apparently, the trailer for Mando Season 3 is coming this Monday night during some football game. All oh, right. Get in. I'm going to watch that. Uh, I.e., that means for us in the UK, we won't get it to early Tuesday, probably. Oh, no, no, no. It'll, it'll, be, on, uh, it'll be on Facebook. So <laughs> um, that's how I watch, I watch the majority of the stuff because it just pops up on Facebook. So I'll watch mm. it there. But. Um, a lot of interesting things, exciting things coming from Disney with Star Wars. The fact is that there's a Sith episode, there's a Sith series coming out in the summer. Obviously, you've got Bad Batch on now, Mando season three, um, and then to, to, to top it off, Ahsoka. But, um, boys, thank you so much uh, for this. It was a, it, I know it's only taken six months to do, uh, <laughs> but I, I genuinely think we have probably, uh, there's, if I had to go, there's one I disagree with in ranking. Um, but bar that, I think we've got everything right. Yeah, I don't think we're far wrong at all. Okay, can you use my do-over? If you want. I want, Anakin, right. in God, I want Anakin in God tier. I mean, I wouldn't argue. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the way you were talking about him, you were you were agreeing with us. I didn't realize you felt that that strongly that way. I think he's just it, it, it just what he could have been, and also what he is. The mo- him, uh, you, we could have had Darth Vader, Anakin put together. <clears throat> but I think Anakin, you need to put treat him separately because of how important he was in the Clone Wars, everything like that. So I, I put Anakin. Yeah, I think the Clone Wars does re- rehabilitate him enough to. To you know, be able to put him in God mode. To be fair, mm. Scott, is there anyone you want to change? Not really. No, I mean, Maul being in God tier was the thing I wanted most out of this whole thing, and I got that pretty easily. So, yes, mine was a so my hill to die one was going to be a Soka, but I used it on Han Solo because he'd have been probably the next one. Yeah. So these are the God mode ones. I'm just going to quickly go through. So God mode we have Darth Vader, Darth Maul, Grogu, Mando, Cad Bane. Artu, Leia, Yoda, Asajj Ventress, Count Dooku, Ahsoka Tano, Chewbacca, Han Solo, Palpatine, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Anakin Skywalker. In great, we have Luke, Moff Gideon, Jin Erso, Boba Fett, Fennec Shand, BB-8, C-3PO, Savage Oppress, Captain Rex, Kanan Jarrus, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Moff Tarkin. Meh, we have Kylo Ren, Cara Dune, Padme, Finn, Cody, Ezra, Bridger, Yaddle, and Grievous. It didn't add much. We have Shmi, 
Poe, Snoke, Cal Kestis, and Jabba the Hutt. And then the collective ones to burn are Cassian Andor, Jar Jar Binks, Ray, and General Hook. <laughs> um, so, boys, thank you so much for this. Um, to everyone that stuck through to the end, thank you for listening to it as well. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Arsenal's 95, where you can shout at me for. Um, hating Ray so much because I don't <laughs> care. Uh, you can follow Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore Opinions. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, where we get your podcast from. Carl, yeah, you can find me at uh, Carlos underscore Fire eighty, and you can check both me and Scott out as we do. Um, Podding ain't easy, and um, cover different things. I think our last one was. Um, talking about things we're looking forward to in uh, this year, 2023. Um, I don't know when we'll be back, but we'll definitely be back to do Mando Series 3, if mm. not before. Scott? Yeah, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ScottMcLeod1986. Another show I do, both it's on its own feed and it's on Rogue Feeds, it's Scott and Paul's Rambling Place. You can find that on Twitter at SP Rambling. Yeah, me and Carl do Pony and Easy. I do Scott and Paul. Uh, I do some wrestling stuff and you know I, I, I could talk about other stuff I do but I don't really want to plus because we'll be he- we've been here long enough but you mm. know I enjoyed this you know this is, I don't know why we don't uh, do this do us three more often I mean I thought we were going to do more arguing which would explain why we don't do us three more often but <laughs> you know, weirdly pleasant is oh and the last one badass motherfucker is Mace Windu um, we should play out with just Samuel Jackson saying I've had enough of this motherfucking you know, all just that. But no, uh, <laughs> thanks, guys, thank you so much. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.